Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Black Flag Playbook Season 2. We are uh, back for another season, obviously before the clash. We're recording a little bit of an exhibition show, trying out some new microphones, trying out some new recording software. Uh, I know that uh, you know some, some people that listened last year might have noticed that uh, everything sounded kind of like shit, and uh, that's because Zoom isn't that great. So uh, new mic already on order for Reagan, and uh, I already uh, have my new mic right now. So uh, testing a little bit of everything out, but uh, we do have some racing to talk about as the clash is coming up this Saturday and Sunday, a little uh, weird format, um, but regardless, I am Bradley Saucier, one third of the Black Flag podcast, here with uh, Mason Dunn and Reagan Parent as uh, we were last year. Same crew, running it back, trying some new shit uh, this year, and uh, going to hope that uh, we can do a little bit better than last year. We were positive all, all in the green last year, and it started with Reagan picking the Daytona 500 winner, so um, with any, uh, any luck, one of us will be able to do that again. Maybe all three of us will have, you know someone up there in the top five top 10 something like that somewhere where you make a lot of money and you just kind of roll with it throughout the season but uh nonetheless bushlight clash at the coliseum uh, a lot of new faces and new places uh, a lot of guys that uh shuffled around some guys coming back to the series uh, you got the four josh barry the 10 noah gregson 15 is going to be kaz grala josh williams in the 16 um interesting there 31, Daniel Hemrick, 42, John Hunter Nemechek, 51, Justin Haley. The 71 is Zane Smith, and the 77 is Carson Hosevar. So a good group of guys joining the field this year. Um, and, boys, we, we got – I mean, looking at all these new faces, it's hard to expect really anything out of all, any of them. I know that that four car is probably the best car that was available, but uh, do we have any expectations for these guys going into this year? I think the four and the ten are going to be good this weekend. Will they have staying power? We'll see. But I mean, you look back at the All Star race; both those guys ran pretty good in the uh, the open in their respective cars at the time. And uh, you know, a rebrand for Stuart Haas is probably a good thing. Yeah, I don't think it could hurt. Uh, you know, you get a new logo and everything starts going a little faster. I think um, big Stuart Haas fans all of a sudden in the off season, uh, at least on uh, for me and, and a lot of my friends with the uh, BFP crew that uh, go to Speed Weeks every year. We uh, I've always cheered for Noah. We've always cheered for Priest, and now they're on the same team. So uh, catch us in some SHR merch or uh, just SH merch. I don't know what the fuck. It just looks like it's Stuart Haas now. So. Um, but yeah, so talking talking Bushlight Clash, a little uh, interesting format. Uh, have they changed the format much from last year? Because I got to be honest with you, uh, I don't know how casual fans. I don't think that they really give a shit. I think they just tune in and they see cars going left and uh, you know sometimes right, and they see fucking Ice Cube. Uh, I don't understand any of the format. I know that there's heat races obviously on Saturday. There's a last chance race that seems like it's a little too long and. Uh, yeah, then they go a shit ton of laps on uh, a very, very small racetrack. But uh, is there anything new that uh, anyone knows about going into this race? So they went from two B mains down to one, taking the top two instead of just the winner of each. Um, and they say only one provisional. Last year, I think they gave out, oh, I had it written down somewhere. It was like four or five provisionals. Um Oh, yeah, they had uh, Bell, Gibbs, Gilliland, Almondiner, and Sendrick were all provisionals last year. So that could make for some interesting DNQs at the end of the day. Like all the RFK cars. 
which happened last year. And I believe the first year. Probably, yeah, probably, very, very probably. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, I think it's pretty standard. They're going to have uh, five cars from each of the four heats getting transferred in. So get a top five. And there are a few guys that seem to be able to move in the heat races, some guys that uh, were able to just get up front and stay up front, which is often when you see. And, and you know, that's why I think a guy like if, if Josh can – Throw down a good qualifying lap. If if Bradson the same, if Hemrick even with his background can throw down a good qualifier, start front row, I think they're in and get a good starting spot. Yeah, so it looks like a 23 car A main, uh, 20 via the four heat races, two via the LCQ, one provisional. So uh, like you mentioned, there's going to be quite a bit of cars that probably won't make the field. Talking about the uh, DNQs in 2023, Harrison Burton, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Brad Keselowski, Corey LaJoy, Ty Dillon, Cody Ware, Chris Busher, J.J. Yaley, and Beej Macliad. Uh, I got to assume that there's going to be a couple of those guys also joining the 2024 DNQ list. Uh, the top five in 2022, we had uh, sorry, uh, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, Eric Jones, and Kyle Larson. 2023 top five. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. picked up the win over Austin Dillon, Kyle Busch, Alex Bowman, and Kyle Larson. Uh, Larson, Dillon, and Busch both sweeping uh, the top five in the first two races here. So um, in the race last year, lap leaders, Ryan Priest led 43, Bubba Wallace 40, Denny Hamlin 26, Martin Truex 25, Eric Almarola 16, and uh, best average running position in the race, Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, 2.5, and uh, Larson, 5. Oh, that's the finish in both the races. I'm sorry. We were just talking about that. Um, all right. Heat races in 20, uh, heat race winners in 2023, Eric Almarola picked up a win. Martin Truex Jr. picked up a win. Denny Hamlin, William Byron, and then uh, McDowell and Elliott won the LCQs. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I know that the uh, the Masons metric is something that was taking a little bit of a, uh, a change in the off season, uh, changing a little bit of stuff up, a little tweaking for uh, the twenty twenty four season, seeing if we can't get a couple more winners, a couple more uh, a couple more guys to pop up and uh, you know kind of be those glowing guys that you think going into a weekend is definitely going to have a good one. Uh, you know, I know I, I'd love to see. I'm assuming that we're probably going to do it over this year, trying to uh, see where the winner was placed on the metric, if they were in the metric and, uh, you know, how high they were up through um, to just to see how good that is throughout the year. But Mason, talk about some of the changes that you made and, uh, you know, what what the uh, people that might be just joining us for the first time this year had to look forward to. Yeah, so just trying some different things. I, I needed a whole as much time to work on it over the offseason as I wanted. Um, thank you, little Robbie, for that. Well, three-month-old bouncing around. Um so you know, the, for the test session for the clash, what I brought in was we're taking the last the last race ran at a thirty percent um, weight, the last year last year's race at a thirty percent weight, and and for guys in new cars, we took their either their cars or their performance if they ran uh, prior. So, like, Barry, for last year, he's getting Harvard's finish to try to give some kind of a comparable. Uh, and then the last five races at a 20% weight and the last three at a similar track, which the Clash 
a much similar. So we just took the short tracks and just saw what it spit out. And, and so far, I think me and the book seem to be kind of an alignment. A few things different. Um, they have Bell, at least on Caesars, as the second highest odds or lowest odds. And I don't have him in the top 10, but uh, go through the top 10. Uh, we've got Larson stored at a 6.48, Truex at a 7.67, Byron 8.27, Hamlin 9.02, Blaney 9.09. Shows how tight it's getting. Uh, Chastain 9.21, Austin Dillon 10.55, Josh Berry 12.13, and his teammate Ryan Priest also at 12.13. And then Chris Boucher at a 12.85. A far cry from DNQing last year. Um, but RFK did show a lot of improvement from this time last year to middle of the season when, when that 17 team started getting hot. So I think a lot, I of, think, a lot of the names that I have in my top 10, the, the sports books also have in theirs. Uh, I think that uh, it's a little early to, uh, to run it, but uh, I think that the Scott Fowler lock of the week should be uh, Chris Buescher to make the race, make his first clash at the Coliseum. Uh, he was so fast last year to set the world on fire, and I think that uh, RFK is going to have a big year. Uh, I think that Brad Keselowski might go out there. Hey, you never know. We haven't recorded the 500 uh, show yet, but uh, Brad Keselowski is as good as anyone at those tracks. Maybe my pick to win, uh, and I do think that he's going to win numerous races this year. So um, maybe if there's a future out there, Brad Keselowski uh, race wins, and it's uh, over under 1.5, hammer the over. I would love to see that, but uh, no, going into the clash. So like you mentioned, uh, some of the guys that uh, the sports books have, I'm just looking at DraftKings again. One big thing that happened in the off season was the legalization of sports gambling in the state of Maine, which is awesome. Um, We went all last year. uh, We were told actually probably two years ago that it was going to get legalized and it never did. And then we were told that it was coming soon uh, last year. And then, uh, they finally put a hard date on it at like November 11th or something like that. So, uh, I'm looking forward to being able to, uh, make easier bets this year and uh, actually be able to read off some of these sports books that, uh, you know, we have access to up here. So, uh, I know that we're going to have a lot more listeners tuning in from the state of Maine. Uh, a lot of people that live a little bit further away from New Hampshire and couldn't just go and place a bet on a weekend. Uh, I know a lot of people did that. I did that myself. Um, but no, it's going to be awesome just to be able to sit at the uh, comfort of your house and play some bets. So, uh, DraftKings is what I'm going to go off of just to uh, give everyone a little bit of an insight on what they have. Martin Truex Jr. is the favorite right now, along with Kyle Larson, both at plus 850. Uh, and then William Byron and Kyle Busch, plus 900. Ryan Blaney uh, at plus 1,000. And then Joey Logano and Denny Hamlin at plus 1,100. So, uh, Reagan, have you uh, got to look at any of these odds yet? Have you looked at any of these stats, listened to the Mason's metric, and uh, picked a guy that you feel pretty strongly about going into this race? Yeah, I breezed through most of it. Um, just looking at the guys deep down on the list that I like. Uh, Austin Dillon, to start off with, top threes in both races at the Clash is listed at plus 3,000 odds. Another driver that I'm looking at, too, is uh, Bubba Wallace at plus 2,500. He went out and led a bunch of uh, laps last year, got involved in a couple incidents where they were shoving each other into the corner, lost some spots. I could see both of them being contenders again this year. I did. Uh, uh, I went back and I watched. Value. Yeah, they definitely have. They're they're buried down there. And I had a few notes from watching the highlights of last year. I had Truex dominated. Priest did lead a lot of laps. Kyle Busch got wrecked and drove back to third. And Bubba and Austin Dillon are good. 
those are all the notes that I had. Um, I do believe that, uh, you know, Bubba, Bubba should have probably won the race. He did get, well, I don't know. That's hard to say. So Priest looked like he was going to win the race for a while. And then Truex just started coming up through the field and he was lighting the world on fire. Um, I think that Priest or, uh, Truex definitely had the best car last year. And that showed, it showed that having a good car definitely matters. It's not just drivability or uh, the driver, I guess, behind the wheel. Um, but it was impressive to see how good Bubba was. And then he did get wrecked by Austin Dillon, like you said. So um, those guys, definitely good value picks as well as Ryan priest who led uh, 40, what some 40, something 43 laps. Uh, Bubba Wallace led 40. So those two guys led a ton of laps and just, uh, you know, ended up, I think priest priest had what, like a mechanical failure um, or something like that. And uh, it, it wasn't a fault of his own. He fell back to, to ninth, I think is where he ended up, but um, seventh. seventh. So he, he still ended up with a top 10. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I know that he fell back um, and it was probably just him getting bounced around, but uh, he was fast nonetheless, as well as Bubba and Austin Dillon um, in this race though. It, for me, it's really hard not to go with one of the two guys that, finished in the top three the last two years a guy that's been knocking on the door and a guy like i just mentioned got wrecked and drove back up through the field um kyle bush is going to be my pick to win the clash this weekend and he was coming in at a plus 1100 on espn bet um which is legal in only massachusetts right now but i believe that caesars also had him at plus a thousand which is legal in maine um so i will be taking uh for the show post at least plus 1100. Cause I think that's kind of asinine. I think that Kyle Bush should probably be up there with the best of them. Um, probably at like a plus 900, maybe even an 850. Uh, I think the Kyle Bush is going to have a pretty good weekend. Obviously he was knocking on the door, picking up the win over Logano the first time out and then finished third after getting wrecked last year. So uh, Kyle Bush at plus 1100 is my pick to win this weekend. I, um, I was trying to think of some sneaky guys. Uh, Kyle's obviously going to be good. RCR has shown some dominance here. I think a team that's flying under the radar right now that has shown some strength to the clash is probably Legacy. Sounds weird to say. But, I mean, Ty Dillon won an LCQ before they kind of screwed him on a restart violation uh, back in 22. Um some accolades for Priest, you know, you said he finished really good last year, led a lot of laps. He got a, a Rick Rare racing car in the show in 22. And when we talked about guys like uh, Gibbs and Bell and Cindric uh, that needed provisionals and guys like Keselowski and Boucher that didn't even qualify last year, and you see a guy like Priest that was able to put grossly underfunded car in the show two years ago, uh, that bodes well for him. Um, another guy probably flying under a lot of people's radars is Hemrick because a lot of people don't remember Hemrick came up at the summer shootout. That's basically the clash track, um, just with smaller cars. So he could, you know, be a guy that hot laps and puts himself on the pole in a heat and, and is able to make this car wide enough to put her uh, top four for the feature. But for me, for my pick, you know, a lot of those guys would be good for, you know, $5 bets here and there to get those good odds. I'm going to be a homer. I'm sticking with with uh, my pal. I'm going to go with the four car, Josh Berry, to set the tone and get Ford's second win at the Coliseum. 
Oh, swinging for the fence. Swinging for the fence, right right off the bat. I love it. Uh, I will say one note on Hemrick, though. Haley drove very well in the Clash two years ago in that same exact car, and he doesn't usually drive well fucking anywhere. So um, that that should be impressive enough, and uh, I would put Daniel Hemrick over Justin Haley at a track like this anyways. So. And Hemrick's a plus 25,000, so like you throw five bucks on that, you're not having <laughs> a bad day, win or lose. Um, no. But I will say the one thing I was going to mention with Josh – Let's remember, he won the Open at North Wilkesboro, so he likes these formats. This this kind of speaks to him, and uh, he's not afraid to throw throw bones, throw bumpers. And we also got to remember there is that guy in the seventy seven in the field that's going to probably do what he not did. qualify. I, I look. I turned on. If I had if I had a Scott Fowler lock of the week, I'm going to say the seventy seven car is not qualifying. And yeah, and it'll probably be his own fault because. Couple weeks back, there was some big exhibition race on I race, and it was Junior and a bunch of Metsco and Pinty series drivers, and it had like one or two other guys. And Carson Hosevar, lap two of the heat race at the Coliseum, punts Dale Junior going into three, and it's like we haven't learned a thing. Mm. No, no. So uh, just one note on the Daniel Hemrick straight up winners bet: five dollars wins one thousand two hundred and fifty-five dollars. So, hey, I mean, give up a cup of coffee for that. Yeah, yeah, that that's a decent, decent little chance if uh, you're willing to take it. Uh, surprising to me that Corey LaJoy is the the worst odds of anyone, plus fifty thousand. Uh, when you got guys like Kaz Gralla and Harrison Burton in the field, um, Corey LaJoy I think should be a little bit higher than that. If Caesars has him at plus fifty thousand, uh, and they drop some top five odds. Maybe worth a little sniff. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely a long shot, but I think that the odds for a top five are going to be pretty crazy as well. If that's the case, one one time Atlanta modified winner Corilla Joy on the bull mm, ring. Yeah, a little yeah. different in a mod, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I figured he'd be above uh, uh, Matthew Benedetto's replacement, Josh Williams. No, it, it, which is actually funny. Plus thirty five thousand for Josh Williams. This is all on Caesar now. Um, but yeah, kind of kind of wild. It, it seems like it's a little bit of a typo. I don't think he's going to win, but uh, having him dead last seems a little bit out there. Um, no, so uh, there's no top three odds posted yet. There might be some tomorrow. Typically, you know, we're going to try to try to figure out when we're going to record and drop this episode, whether we, you know, just drop it on Wednesdays and we don't have the odds yet for a top three, we can still give our picks for a top three. Um, You know, just going off of the winner odds, not much changes based on top three. So say, you know, Vegas has Kislowski buried and you feel pretty good about him. You know, you're going to get pretty decent value at him picking Brad Kislowski for a top three or something like that. So um, right off the bat, I I think that I'm going to go with, I'm going to do the the old Mason route, and I'm going to go with a pal, and I'm going to go with Ryan Priest. I'm taking Priest for a top three. Uh, not that it's foolproof, but hey, I mean, SHR last year, at the beginning of the year, they were, they were pretty off. Uh, I don't think they ended the year any better, but, um, you know, hey, this is a track This is a track for Ryan, led 40 laps last year, and he's he's going to be pretty decent, I think. So um, it, you got to go with the, the – not the layup, but you got to pick a, a guy that is uh, close to the top, and then you got to pick a guy that's uh, kind of in the middle for a top three. I think. Uh, I don't know if uh, any of you feel any confident about a top three pick. 
Uh, so I haven't even placed a winner's one yet, I so I'll start with that. We kind of lost track of that. Yeah. But Rangers we're, we're, Kentucky we're probably going right to the top three. top three. No, so to start off, I'm going to take last year's winner, Martin Truex Jr., to win at plus 850. That's the best odds that I've seen it. Um, going So the big thing about the clash now, like the track, I guess it's probably not going to be identical to what it was last year. I find it hard for them to make the track the exact same. But all these teams and stuff now, they're going there. They don't have a brand new car anymore. They don't have, like, they all have notebooks. They all know what they're going back there with, what they want to bring. They have all the time in the world to test these cars on the Sims. I find it real hard to start betting on smaller teams to go out there and do as well as you would a JGR or, like, a Stuart Haas or even Penske. Or nobody even talked about Hendrick yet. Kyle Larson's the favorite on all the odds. He hasn't done anything when they've been out there, but yeah, I mean, a couple top five finishes. Guy that definitely hasn't gone out there and lit the world on fire. He's kind of just been around at the end. You got to think at the end of these races, um, there's a lot of beating and banging. Obviously, a guy that guys that were up front that then got shoved out of the way, and you get set up on the top side, and you're going to lose a shit ton of spots. So, um, to me, that just means that Kyle Larson was running somewhere a little bit back in the top ten, maybe even a little bit further back, and then just started picking guys off and just kind of maintained his consistency throughout the race, even though he is number one on the Mason's metric. I think it's time for a true, it's regression year. So, uh, you know, that's just me. He went, he went 2021 win, 2021, four wins, 2022, no wins, 2023, three wins. I think the trend continues. He gets zero to one wins this year. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting year. There's a lot of interesting monkey riches to be thrown in. I mean, the new team over there at uh, at Spire, the return of Van Gisbergen, however however many more V8 cars are coming over. Um, but if I'm taking a top three, there's two there's two thoughts here. There's do what we always do and take somebody else's winner as a top three. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stick with a guy that I don't usually bet on because I don't usually trust him. But for some reason, this little bull ring made sense to the owner of whatever the Carolina bull riding team is. Austin Dillon's going to keep the streak going with another P3 finish. All right. I like it. I, I, I felt like someone out of this needed to take an Austin Dillon. Uh, he he's shown he that he's gross, fucking pretty he's good. So good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's wild to me looking at a guy like him and seeing the consistency that he's shown at the Clash at the Coliseum. He's not even that good at short tracks that are actual built purposely fucking racetracks they go to every year. He just shows up at the Clash and. I don't, he must he must just every single day just practice on the sim the clash it's got to be what he does but I, I I think that this might be a race where you can only you can only pick one winner and you can only pick a top three I mean I don't care what if you guys want to take fucking eight winners I don't give a shit Reagan loves doing that oh uh, I was I was about to get to that I already have my second yeah. winner locked up lined up ready to go give me Tyler Reddick I just won D and Q odds but oh Tyler Reddick Tyler Reddick at plus 2,000 a win. First year when he was in the eight car, went out there, was stomping the field until he broke. Last year ran all right. Wasn't dominant by any means, but was a good car in the top 10. 
give me Reddick. Okay. All right. Tyler Reddick, a guy we haven't talked about a lot. A lot. That is another, that's another pal that, uh, could have rolled with, but, uh, kind of forgot honestly about that dominating in the eight car. He was really good that year. There's not a lot of guys that fly off the page. I mean, a Joey Logano, um, wouldn't surprise me at all. He's so good at these novelty races. I mean, man, I don't know. I, I was going to just take one winner, but uh, now it kind of makes me want to take another one. Just go with two and see if I can't have a little bit of green next to my name yeah. going into uh, so Daytona. My fun fact of the day is if you bet the same amount on eight different drivers in this race and one of them wins, you will make money. Not a lot, depending on who it is. But if one of those eight drivers win, you are making a profit. Mm. I mean, if I was doing something like that, I would just go I would be like, Everybody plus fifteen hundred or more, I'm looking at. So like you're you're Chase Elliott, and I, I'd skip Chase Elliott. You're Tyler Reddick's on down. Reddick Priest, um, Barry. I'm skipping Briscoe. Do we think Chastain, given that it's not a point race, would would ship it on the high side again? Uh, I don't know that it would. He work. would if that... it was legal, but I don't think I don't... you can. Well, what, um... what are you going to do? Get suspended for an exhibition race? From you could the problem is you can do it in one and two when you get to the end of turn four where like they come on and off the track that's gonna hurt i don't know There's that you like can even do it was. i don't yeah, know that you could do it i don't think the corners are rounded enough i think that he would just stick in the wall and then he would actually just nose it so hard into the wall and turn four or two that it would be a fucking mess to clean up yeah the break in the wall is off of turn four yeah i mean is. it's has Chastain even been, you know, half decent in these races? Um, I mean, like, he, he's pretty high up on the Masons metric. He's sixth. And it makes me want to take him. He helped him a lot on that. It makes me want to take him for a top three because you know that you're going to need a guy that's aggressive and you know, willing to win at all costs. And it seems like that that team's had a, a bunch of money dumped into it this year in the offseason. I think that Ross Chastain's going to have a decent little year, but. I mean, it, it plus he's plus two thousand for a win. Kind of makes me want to take him for a top three, at a second top three. Even though I didn't really plan on doing that. I also, you know what? Looking at this one view of the track from the outside of three and four, if he was close enough where he shipped it, and right before he gets to the break, stabbed the break to get it to cut, you could probably make it work if he gets clear before the apex. Hmm. Because it it's the brakes there, but it almost kind of lines up. Unless he's just willing to take a massive hit and just stick his foot in it and hope for hope they solve the concussion problems. Uh, but let's see. Last year he finished eighth. So eighth. I mean, not too bad. Oh man, it it it's this he is just such early, a stupid he was an early fucking. Wreck. And a late wreck. He, he was in the, the incident on lap 113. So he probably could have been a little better. All right. Uh, man, a guy like Eric Jones is so intriguing because he has such shitty odds. Finished fourth uh, in the first year they did this. Finished last last year. <sighs> okay, you didn't need to bring that one up. Let's he, was, just... well, he was the first. I think he got medowed mm. for, on lap 16. So that was what did it there. All right. So if if I'm only taking three on here, I'm gonna end up betting on more than th- three people. 
Like I'll I'll throw money on an Eric Jones. I'll throw money on a Ryan Priest still. Like I'm probably gonna bet at least six, seven drivers in this race all for the same amount. I mean, and hope that one of them hits. Are. We keep but, it small for the but on the but... but on the books on here I have Martin Truex, I have Tyler Reddick. Give me a Ty Gibbs at plus twenty five hundred. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. You can put you can put as many as you fucking want on on this graphic. You can you can give out as many winners yeah. as you'd like. I was just saying that for me personally, well, I don't. I it's just such an oddball race. You know, you could yeah, pick well, fucking me... eight guys and put Logano and, and not put Logano in there, and he goes out there and wins. And then you're yeah. eight hundred down. You know what would be the best way for Carson Hosevar to change the the narrative on him? Just absolutely shit Pat Gibbs in the heat race. Hmm. People would all of a sudden be like, you know what? Uh, he's not so bad. I don't I don't hate that plan at all. Uh, uh, let's see. Where's... I'm going to take another winner. Um, oh, and I kind of hesitate with it. But I kind of do like it. I think it's a year for him to – it's a year of first for him. He just got a first a uh, couple of weeks ago out in the desert. Um, Demi Kyle Larson to overcome the fifth place streak and win at plus nine fifty. Taking the favorites. Okay, Mister, I took Martin Truex. Yeah, I mean Truex has been the top <laughs> on everything that I've seen. Um, not to give him the complete benefit of the doubt, but ah, uh, fuck. There's just no, there's no one that other than the guys you've taken. I just don't. I mean, Logano is intriguing, but what about he Blaney? Wasn't that good last year. Blaney stomped him at Martinsville in the last race, last short track race last year. Yeah, but he was he finished seventeenth here last year, and the first year he finished seventeenth as well. So he's pretty consistently not that good. This race is just so hard to judge. Because of how much of a shit show that it actually becomes. Like, when it comes down after the MGK concert, whatever is halfway during this race, which is weird because they have a 75-lap intermission right in the middle. But whenever that's over, in the end of that, the yeah, second shit. half of this race is going to be a shit show. We need to find odds on the Mexico Series race. I don't uh, think that's going to be available to bet on, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't um, know that I care about that race. That'd be the, like the equivalent of trying to bet on Arca, which if you could, you just pick any Joe Gibbs racing car that's in the field. Man, well, I, know, I, it's... I, I, I would love for a book to put out odds on modifieds. Yeah, I would too. Give me Matt Hirschman at New Smyrna. Minus two hundred every night at, at New Smyrna. Yeah, I would take would, him every that, night at New Smyrna. Andy, that wouldn't Andy be good. Jay comes in a little light in his pedals. Uh, yeah, that definitely wouldn't be good. Uh, have we confirmed, is Ross Chastain in the Bush Light car at the Bush Light Clash? I saw an entry list the other or earlier today, so I can probably find out. I think we proposed it or Cochran's. I believe I saw it. I, I couldn't remember if it was for the 500, if it was for the the Clash. And if it's for the Clash, that means I'm going to be drinking strictly Bush Light. Um, but... I will also probably add Ross Chastain to my betting uh, card. Classic Talcium, yes, he is in the Bush Latte car. All right. Yeah, lock it in. Bush, Kyle Bush to win. Priest top three. Chastain top three. Those are mine. Uh, we'll have the odds. We'll probably post the graphic 
uh, either later tomorrow or Friday um, with all of our picks because the odds aren't out for a top three yet. Don't even know if they're going to post them. I don't know if they will until like after qualifying. It would be after they know who's already like locked into the race. Yeah. Does it void your bet if they don't qualify for the race? I think so. I think that's what they've done in the past. Which Austin Dillon's in the bet MGM car, so you know, Tim Foyle hats, everybody. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, again, we uh, we're trying something new this year. We're we're still actually working out the kinks. Literally downloaded this new uh, software about five minutes before we went live. Plugged in a microphone that's new as well, and uh, here we are. So uh, hopefully this sounds a little bit better. I haven't gone back to listen yet, um, but uh, it sounds like it sounds a little bit better, at least on our end so far, and there are some tweaks that we still have to make. So uh, again, this is an exhibition show. The Clash is an exhibition race. It really doesn't matter for anything except for our gambling lives. So uh, we're going to have our picks out. Uh, I want to thank Scott Fowler. Uh, the Scott Fowler lock of the week is uh, apparently Carson Hosevar to not make the race, which I don't hate. Um, and also a uh, thank you to Mike Holmes, uh, Holmes Excavation. And uh, yeah, so this has been the Black Flag Playbook. Uh, anyone want to let's go over what we picked. So I got Kyle Busch to win plus 1100. Got that on ESPN bet. Again, that is only legal, at least in fear in New England, in Massachusetts, uh, in Maine. Caesars has him at plus 1000. So Go with that because I think he's 900 on DraftKings. And then uh, you got Priest top three and Ross Chastain top three. And none of those odds are available yet. So uh, we'll post those when we can. I am going for the all-winner slate. I have Martin Truex Jr. to win at plus 850. Tyler Reddick at plus 2,000. And Ty Gibbs at plus 2,500. And I've got Josh Berry at plus 2,500. Kyle Larson at plus 950. And then the no-odd Austin Dillon top three. All right. I think that was it. I think uh, we're going to see hopefully this recorded anyways, and uh, we'll put this out for public consumption. Uh, Again, I am Bradley Sauce here with Mason Dunn and Reagan Parent, and we are the Black Flag Playbook, and we will see you guys in a couple weeks for the Daytona preview, which is surely going to be a lot better than this. We're going to have a lot more information. It's going to be a real racetrack. And where are we going to see everybody, Reagan? We will see you guys like I saw Brad at Atlantic City at the cash counter.